0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett recording on location. I have moved the XC60 recording studio to the parking lot behind my building because the basement of our building, where I normally park the recording studio slash vehicle, it's, uh, it's flooded. The basement is flooded, uh, I found out, by showing up to the recording studio, and being ankle-deep in water. That's lovely. Well, you know, that's one thing about renting. Not my problem. Go fuck yourself. Fix it. You fix it pronto, pronto. I snapped my fingers at the super. I snapped him. I'm like, you fix that, buddy. I wouldn't do that. He's a lovely man. He's actually down there working his ass off right now. But I'm up. Uh, it's nice. Nice to be out. It's still okay. I should tell you the date. It's Sunday. June 24th. Because I'm recording this on Sunday to be released on the 25th on Monday. June 24th, 2018. And, uh, it is my anniversary. That's right. I have been married to my old ball and chain, the albatross that is my wife, for eight years. (laughs) Eight blissful years. It's, uh, it's tough for me to remember, but 2010 is when I got married. My wife says like that's like an easy number to remember, but I never can. But 2010 we got married in New York City. Did a shotgun wedding. Amazing. 8 years ago today. You know, we're standing there in Central Park where you're not really allowed to get married. There's you got to have permits and stuff and they don't allow you to marry in Central Park, but we found this website so, you know, it has got to be on the up and up. They had a website where they said they will run in, do a wedding for you, and get the fuck out of there and no one will know the difference. Still, I don't know if our marriage is even legally binding. Because we're not supposed to be in Central Park getting married. But, you know, we were there and the park rangers, I got really worried for a while. Because, A... I'm signing my life away, getting married, tied down for the rest of my natural life. What was I thinking? There's that part. And then the other part was the park rangers are sitting on a bench. I guess they're on their break. And they were, like, right next to us when we were doing the ceremony. So I was figuring, okay, they're coming over to stop this. But they actually came over and took pictures with us. So they were cool about it. You know, who were we hurting? It's just two people and a cameraman, right? Right. Who are we hurting? And we had this lady doing the ceremony. And I may have talked about this on the podcast before. She had all these vows that she wanted to read out. But it was like a fucking book. She, what she sent us through email saying, this is what I want to read out. And there was a bunch of stuff about like religious and spiritual stuff. And me and Sarah don't give a flying shit about anything. So we just kept sending it back to her, edited down to like 10 lines. Listen, can you just say, hi, we're here, you're married, something like that, you know? But she wanted to, she wanted so badly to say a bunch of shit. So we ended up compromising. And, uh, see, that's, that's what marriage is, guys. Compromising. From even before we got married, minute one, we're compromising. And, um, we let her say a bunch of her shit, but we cut out anything that we didn't like. Uh, but she's this really, soft spoken woman and we have no idea to this day what the fuck she said no idea cuz she was standing a little way from us and maybe she was worried about the park rangers too i don't know but she was like yes soon yes soon someone and the only thing that i made out that i could hear her say and it's an it's been a running gag for me and sarah for 8 years is the Wind and the Trees. She said something about the wind and the trees two or three times. So I, in our minds, all our wedding vows were, and the wind and the trees, and the wind and the trees. I pronounce you man and wife. Basically, that was it. And we took a lot of fun photos. It's going to be a theme of this podcast, actually. Photos. And we took a lot of fun photos and... um the camera guy that they had with them on the shotgun wedding, he seemed to really like us. And that's what matters to, <laughs> to people like me and Sarah. What, you know, that, that and in, that is true. Real, our wedding was in part uh, much more satisfying for us because the cool cameraman, he seemed to really like our vibe. He loved the pictures we were taking. He was having a great time. He said it was one of the most fun uh, wedding shoots he's ever done. And we're like, that's right. We walk around the world making people's lives better. We show up in a different country because we're from Canada. We go down to your Central Park, and we're a life at a party, right? Any whoozles. I tell you what, in a different life, and maybe even in the current life, uh, I would live in New York City. I tell you what, stand-up comedy, obviously that's the best place in the world to be. Um, and uh, I should have done it. I went to Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, I know I am getting sidetracked, but it's fine. This is a, this is an interesting road to go down. Little introspection here, and uh, in the lovely parking lot of my building, I should have gone to New York City, but instead, I went to Los Angeles. You see, I had my eye on the wrong prize. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to do stand up, and I wanted the stand up to help me get work in tv and uh because i really liked sitcoms at the time i liked that type of shit you know and movies so i figured i'd be able to do both and then the stand-up would would give me the in to the industry and then maybe i get a sitcom or get a get a role on a sitcom something like that and i tell you what it almost worked i i went off to festivals to get down to los angeles and um I auditioned for a bunch of shit and I almost got some pretty good stuff. Didn't. I didn't. And uh, that's where the plan fell apart. So, in retrospect, guys, hindsight. Am I right? Have you ever heard about hindsight being 2020? Well, you should have, because it is. Hindsight. It's just that if you weren't going to get any of those TV roles, and even if you were, maybe New York City was a better place to be. And now I do have friends who've gone to New York and come back, and they had a similar experience to me. That they had a similar experience that I had down in Los Angeles where I went there, did some shit, stuff almost happened, then it didn't, and then I'm Canadian, so I only have a three-year visa. And it costs a shit ton of money to renew your visa, plus you can't work down there except within your very specific industry, and uh, the entertainment industry doesn't pay a lot. So, you know, you have to come back. And I had friends that happened to them in New York, you know, so it's not like if you you snap your fingers, you go to just because you go to New York when you're 27 years old and you're doing stand up that everything's going to work out for you. That's not the case. But I'm just saying in retrospect and thinking ahead, you know, a better place to be would be New York for, for me. Anyway, that's just an aside to say. That's where we got married. In Manhattan. That's how my son pronounces his H's. His H's? In Newfoundland we call them H's. But apparently it's H's. But that's that's weird to me. Because the H sound should start the letter. Right? You know, like S, S, S T. Right? H. That makes sense to me. H. But you sound like a fucking Neanderthal if you say it. So you gotta go h which starts with an a doesn't matter doesn't matter point is it's my wedding anniversary it is also my wife's birthday that's right her birthday present was me (laughs) i what a great birthday present am i right oh guys it was so i wouldn't forget It is the bottom line. We were trying to. We're going to get married somewhere around then. It's just it seemed like, hey, let's just do it. That'd be kind of fun, right? My parents got married on my father's birthday. To me, it always made sense. Roll it into another holiday. Well, another. I guess a birthday is not a holiday. Roll it into another event, and because the anniversary, I've always ugh, don't like it. It's a weird holiday, you know, like yeah. You got to do something, but you don't want to go crazy. But if you do nothing, then it's kind of like shitty. So if I roll it into the birthday, God knows I got to do something then, right? I'm covered. I just have to try to really do something nice. And I'm not sure I did this year. I got to be honest. I, uh, Mother's Day, I mean, I fucking, I fucking nailed it on Mother's Day. I, uh, got my wife a, Uh, a card that sam made He, he i used his little footprints and his little handprints we dipped them in paint slapped them on a page made the handprints and the footprints flowers and it looks really good got the idea from the internet and i think i gave her a gift of some kind i can't remember what that was but uh very happy so for this birthday she started insisting no gifts she said, I want something that that you you made something homemade uh, and 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 don't spend a lot of money, you know, because she was looking at the budget. She always looks at our budget. She, we budget everything. And by we, I mean her. But I I adhere to the budget because, you know, why not? Right. No skin off my nose. I don't really spend any money. I don't buy anything. I uh, I realize that that uh, the clothes I'm wearing. You know, it's just a coincidence if they're in fashion, because I don't remember the last time I bought something for myself. You know, now, don't get me wrong. I get gifts as long time listeners of the podcast. You're very aware that I love presents. Cados, they say in French. Love them. And my wife, she gets me nice presents. Like I got a, um, a gimbal for my camera. See, photo theme. I got a gimbal. If you don't know what that is, it's a a device that balances your camera so when you're running around taking video, it takes very smooth footage so you don't get that camera shake. So your shots look a lot more professional and are a lot easier to watch. Will I ever use this? I have no idea. But I am very excited, very excited about the idea that I could make very high quality video. So let's see if I actually do it. But I got that gift. She says it's for the anniversary, but really she got it on Father's Day, but it didn't, it didn't come in the mail until Saturday. So she combined the two, and I got to say, you know, fair enough. It's, it's a pretty expensive thing to get, so Father's Day, I shouldn't have gotten anything anyway. It's Father's Day. Who gives a shit? They're fathers. What are you going to do? You had, you had sex with a lady and a baby came out? That's Who cares, right? Sure, I take care of them. Sure, but that's my job. You know, otherwise you're a deadbeat. You know, so it's like, you I don't know, you shouldn't necessarily get rewarded for for doing what you're supposed to do. Plus the reward is the smile on his face, which he rarely gives me these days because, <laughs> no, he's a really nice kid. He's just been throwing tantrums, throwing tantrums for a couple of weeks. He's getting old. That's all. You know, and he's. Learning his independence. And so now he knows more. Like, he, I want to go outside. And we're like, yeah, but it's bedtime. You can't go outside. I want to go, I want to go. And then he flips out, right? Or he wants to watch a YouTube video. Because I was stupid enough to show him some YouTube videos one day. And uh, he'll just flip right the fuck out. But he's a lovely kid. The point is, Father's Day, you know, I didn't expect much, right? But I got, I, she said there was this gift coming in the mail. And then she rolled it into the anniversary. And, uh, it is, I mean, it's really, it's really more of almost like a Christmas gift. You know, you shouldn't be getting something this nice. That's why I feel a bit bad about this year. I mean, it's her fault. Let's call a spade a spade. It is her fault. She was, you know, like I, maybe I have expensive taste. i I, I enjoy electronics. This, uh, this podcast I'm, I'm recording on. I got that uh, the zoom contro- the zoom uh, recorder for Christmas of whatever, two years ago. and, and, I, and I, I use it a ton. I use it at comedy shows, to record my CDs. I'm using it in the podcast. I, I love it, and it's been very useful, but it, it costs some money. You know I like Mac computers and iPads and Apple watches. And all these things. And through various times in my life, not all at once. I'm not crazy. All right? We budget. But uh, I have gotten these things as presents from my wife. And with, with major, major hints laid. Hints like, I desperately want an Apple Watch for my birthday. Give it to me, please. That, that type of hint, you know? But uh, my wife, she doesn't say, she said she wanted an iPad one time um, for for some gift. I don't remember what the holiday was. Maybe it was Christmas. I'm not sure. But it was the greatest, it was the greatest holiday I'd ever had. Because all I had to do was press a button on the computer and an iPad showed up. And then I wrapped it poorly and I gave it to her. And she was happy. Oh, those were the days. But now, you know, no, let's not spend the money. Just make make me something. So I had to spend two weeks (laughs) (laughs) like fucking Martha Stewart. No, it's for the best. I'm actually glad. Maybe I didn't drop the ball. It's just that, guys, I'm a perfectionist. All right. As you can tell by this podcast, everything I do is extremely high quality. You know? And it's just, I'm, I'm really into photos. Theme of the podcast today. I'm really into photography. It's a nice hobby of mine. And uh, we got the camera for, again, an expensive gadget. And I love it. I uh, got a camera for Sam's birth. So about a month before the kid was born, I got a camera at Best Buy. And it's, it also takes excellent... 4K video because I knew I'd want to use it as a video camera too with all my endeavors. So I went and got a, a camera that is very capable in both fields and a, and a decent, like a pretty good camera, right? It's like, it's about 800 bucks new. And um, when you compare that to most DSLRs and mirrorless cameras of higher quality, anyway, the point is it's a good camera and so, and so it makes you capable. Of taking good pictures. Now here's the problem: if you don't know anything about cameras, the DSLR types, the mirrorless cameras, because I didn't. Like all, all I ever used was my phone, you know, and a couple of digital point-and-shoot cameras that I had from back in the day. So when, when I uh, knew Sam was going to be born, I figured, let's get a nice camera so we can take pictures of this kid growing up. Right? It makes sense a good time to buy a decent camera and uh i was talking to some lady before sam was born and she was saying here's the one thing you don't do don't uh don't go out and buy a fancy camera thinking you'll take a lot of good pictures yourself just hire a photographer to come in every now and then and take pictures of your kid trust me on this and i did the exact opposite that she told me to do because who the fuck are you you don't know me I can become a professional photographer in a month. No problem. But what we did do is we did hire a professional photographer to, for one time. One time, and she took a bunch of pictures of Sam in the park. And, of course, they're amazing. They're great. You know? But I'll say this. I don't regret the camera and taking all those pictures. Because what I did for Sarah's birthday slash anniversary is I went old school. And I got a photo album, you know, one that says baby or something on the cover. And I put two pictures of Sam on the front cover in the little holes that has some black and white. And then on the inside, uh, about 200 pictures of Sam's first year, you know, in chronological order. So we can see the little fella growing, you know, and old style, man, fucking matte photos you can hold in your hand. You know, and, and so there's in, they're in the little slots in the book. So you turn the pages, just like the old days. Now, Sarah said something about, like, you know, so how much is a photo book? You know, one of the ones where you, you send it into Shutterfly or whatever, and they, they send you back a glossy book where you turn the pages. I did one of those books for Sarah um, back when we were, I guess, dating? I don't know. I think we were dating. Yeah, two years. We were dating for two years, so I did like a little photo book for her. And it's nice, but it's just, you know, there's something about it printed on the page. It's not the same thing. When you look at old photos, you know, from years ago in the in the albums, I don't know, the sense of nostalgia. And it's just, it's his first year. And it already felt like it, it was. it had the feeling that I wanted, for me anyway, where I'm looking at the photos and it's like, you know, It's like it was in the 70s. It just gave me that feeling, that uh, nostalgic, mystic feeling of having a tangible photo in your hand that you're printed out. You know, just like the old days where you get that envelope of Kodak. You flip through the pictures. I like it. I don't know if my wife likes it. I think she does. It's just this is this is where I'm going with the whole uh, perfectionist thing is. I feel like all the photos could be better. You know, like, I know if I knew how to take a picture, a better picture, uh, and then I knew how to edit them a little bit better. I know a little bit, but I'm only learning this shit. But we can't go back in time and take the pictures of Sam when he was a week old. That that ship has sailed. Luckily, because I took 10,000 pictures, no joke, 10,000 pictures, a few of them came out okay. I still think a lot of them could be improved. And my in my mind, as soon as I gave her the book, i not even my mind, I said it out loud like the the ones we don't like I'll re repri- I'll edit them and reprint them, and then we'll replace it, you know, because I'm like that, so she seems to like it. I also got her an Apple watch charger because she never charges her Apple watch, which was another present I gave her, so maybe she just doesn't give a shit about her Apple watch and she never wants to wear it, and she's just trying to make me feel better, or she really. Like those, the, the Apple watch charger costs like a hundred bucks from Apple. Way too fucking expensive for what it is. However, when my brother gave me one for Christmas, because everyone knows the type of shit I like. My brother gave me one for Christmas and um, I literally opened it going, I'll never use this. I'm sure I'll never use this, but I did the right thing. Thanked him for the gift. Didn't make a face. But I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I already have, you got the stupid cord that comes with the watch. What's the difference between this thing? But it's, I'm telling you, the difference is night and day. You, you just put that on your nightstand, this solid Apple product, this little watch holder. And then when you're going to sleep, you just kind of slap your watch towards it. And the magnet just grabs it up. And, and it's been great. It really makes the, uh, the Apple watch experience better. Just go into bed, whip it off your wrist, throw it on the thing, done. You know, instead of having to fuss around with the cord, and the cord is hard to, anyway. So I got her that because she's never charging her watch. So now she may have two things she doesn't give a shit about. The watch and the watch charger. Or maybe the watch charger will turn it all around. I don't know. Anyway, if you're having if you're having issues with the Apple Watch, just go get the charger, man. So I got her that. And the book. Now, I also printed out little photos. She has a little locket for uh, that she wears around her neck, and as you do with lockets. And I got them at the photo place to resize two photos so they'd be small enough to put them in the locket. And what did I do with those photos? I lost them. Of course I did. They were small, and I threw them out. So I bought some photo paper. I'm going to try to do it myself. But I mean, come on, Anniehusles. We also made another card. This one, I used th- Sam's thumbprints for balloons. so you, he he pressed his little thumb in paint and then onto a card, and then I drew strings from the from the thumbprints like they're balloons. Yeah, I, I got the idea from the internet, and it's kind of nice. And there's only so many body parts you can dip in paint and stick on a card, you know? Any hoozles. It's just to me, since I'm the type of person who loves a gadget, you know, an audio recorder, a camera, you know, an iPhone, something. To me, this type of thing, it's just it doesn't feel present-y enough, you know. But it was hard work. It was hard work. She would come home and see how stressed out I was, you know, every day this week. And she goes, you're making me feel bad about having a birthday. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. It's fucking difficult. And but the, it's difficult because, like I said, I'm an amateur photographer. You know, just getting into it, and I see the potential of doing something good, but it's not really quite there yet. But I'm really glad that I did it. I liked well, I didn't like the pressure net, let's say, but I I liked the idea of how uh I know so much more now. And the album came out pretty good. You know? So, and it, oh yeah, this is what I was going to say earlier, but I forgot, is that um, if you're into photography and you're about to get a fancy camera, I'll tell you what is, it. it's so much worse when you first start. You press a button on any smartphone right now and you'll take a pretty goddamn good picture. It does, it, these frigging computers in your pocket... Oh, they're magic. The shit that they can do just by clicking a button. So you get a camera, a fancy camera. There's so many variables now. So you just go try to take a picture and it'll lo- it look like shit. Even if you put, I, I almost always put my camera on full auto mode because I let it do as much as it can. And you, But you still have to do a lot of shit right. You know, it's, But once you learn, you can take a so much more satisfying picture. And now I'm I'm extrapolating it further. Oh, guys, big plans. Can I do anything like a normal human being? No, I can't. Now I've got to be an Ansel Adams, famous photographer. Found that out a little while ago. Got to be Ansel Adams now. Got to be the greatest photographer of all time because there's something wrong with me. Anyway, I'll get back to that in a second. But let's talk a little more about the anniversary itself. What did you do, Mark? Well, we went to dinner. You know, I was, oh, we also have friends coming over tomorrow because they weren't available uh, on the weekend to have a party because they are all out of town. A lot of my friends are comics, you know, and so uh, my friends and their significant others who are friends of Sarah's and mine as well, they're going to come over on Monday. We're going to have a little uh, Indian food. It's going to be great. Sarah's had a long... Birthday slash anniversary weekend. Friday night out to dinner. Saturday, well, we did fuck all. But Sunday, we met friends today. Again, and we had a pizza party. We had some cake. Oh, and it was at their place. And I took, the. we had a little bit of cake. But it was the cake I bought Sarah for her birthday. So I took the cake back home, and she was mortified. Apparently, that is crazy rude to take. Something you brought from, and I get that. I'm not, I'm not a total savage. I do understand when you show up, you got to leave what you brought. You know, now it's never sat well with me. Like I'm bringing, let's say I bring, you know, a six pack of Sam Adams, my favorite beer, and no one there at that home even drinks beer. They're all a bunch of wine snobs, eating their cheese, wearing their berets, you know, in their striped shirts, loving their mimes. They're French, let's say. And they have no taste. I do not like your beer. Your beer makes me want to puke. Right? That's, how, that's what they're saying to me. And yet, I drink one of those beers. I can't take home the other five. I'm not allowed. That's, those are the rules. That's why what I do to compensate is I determine exactly how much beer I'm going to drink. And then I take that. Like, yeah, three beers is your max tonight, and now I take three beers. And that's it. That's how I deal with that. Because I recognize it's rude to just go into the fridge, take your shit back. But it's a birthday cake. It's not their birthday. Anyway, mortified my wife was. Now I feel bad. Yeah. Well, I felt like going back down and giving them the cake. But then that'd be even, because they live in our apartment building, it'd be even weirder you know, go back down to their place. Hey, listen, I took this back. I know that's rude. Here's this cake. And they're the type of people I know for sure. They want us to take the cake back. That was one of the reasons I took it. They would a hundred percent force me to take the cake, but, uh, but I just took it anyway. Guys, don't be like me. Don't be rude. Leave your birthday cake. So the anniversary it was Friday night we that was really how we celebrated. We went out to dinner. Our uh, French babysitter stayed home with Sam, tired the shit out of him because she's 20 and she was she had a, a yoga exercise ball that she was bouncing him on it and uh, apparently they did that for like two hours and hes he was fucking exhausted when we got home. Oh the 20 year olds, that's who should be having babies 20 year olds Sure. You know, their lives would be terrible from now on at 20. You know, what are you going to do now? You got a baby, but still they have the energy for it. I'll tell you that much. If only you could have, you know, the financial security and the maturity of being, you know, 40, but having the energy of a 20-year-old. Oh, my God. What? life, Life would be your oyster, but that's not how it works. All the energy is wasted. It's wasted on the young and the stupid. Not that our babysitter's stupid. She seems pretty intelligent, actually. But uh, but I don't talk to her a lot because, you know, she is a 20-year-old woman, and this is Me Too. The Me Too world is, about, is upon us. So I am very careful with how many words I, I, I give to her. It's like the amount of beers I drink. I decide ahead of time. You are going to say 10 words to a gat. Here's what they will be. You will say no other words, and you will leave. Her name is a gat, by the way. Agatha in French. I think I don't know I don't talk to her a lot. But well, we were at a restaurant and uh it was a lovely restaurant close to our place cuz you know we're not going to go far. We got a got a toddler at home. You got to be able to run back if need be. We don't leave him, we don't leave him alone a lot. So uh we were at this place and it was great, but the waiter was Jesus Christ, was he trying so hard. Holy god. You know, trying to be hilarious. It's just you're d- look, you're doing a good job, buddy. Just, But now our whole dinner, our anniversary dinner, becomes about trying to make sure this guy feels appreciated. You know, we're laughing at his jokes. We're just, you know, he's starting conversations. He's basically pulling up a chair. Because uh, we we're, were the only ones in the restaurant. Here, that, that's part of the problem, is that we are parents of a toddler. So what are you going to do? You got to, he has to go to bed. By like 7.30. So we had to eat. We had made our reservation for 5.45. Of course, we were the first people at the restaurant. And old people, like people in their 80s and 90s, showed up for dinner. And we were we had beaten them there. We were there before the early bird special. You should see all these white hairs looking at us like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, we got a toddler. We're, we're eating at 5.45. That's right. Friday night dinner. Finished by like 20 after 6. That's how we do it. So anyway, I guess the guy where he had some time on his hands, he just decided, I'm just going to talk the shit out of these people. You know, try to get a huge tip. Of course, we gave him the 20% or whatever you're supposed to do right now. So we gave him a a 20% tip, but we we were going to do that anyway. It's what we do every time. So not only do we have to tip him extra money we also have to spend our dinner appeasing him trying to make him feel good about himself trying to make him feel like he's not humiliating himself with his ridiculous antics so there's that oh and i found this out today by the way we were in the we were in the park uh we were talking to our um i was talking to a a lady i'd recognized her child so I said, "Oh, I think your kid met my kid. Um, the father, he plays uh, guitar, right?" And this this lady was like, "Yes, that's that's right. This is my son Raphael, and uh, you must have met Mike. He's my husband." And I was like, "Yeah, hey, he seems like a nice guy." Like, and she was like, "You got a great memory." I'm like, "Well, it's playing guitar. It's 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 an interest of mine. You know, again, something that I tried to become the best in the world at because there's something wrong with me. I was in a band when I was in." Uh, university and high school when we played we're pretty good guys i could i could see the potential could have been world famous but uh, you know i'm me so who follows through not me any hosels so i'm telling sarah that uh, she was like oh who's uh, what's this guy mike like and uh, i said oh he's like he looks like a good looking Swede. he's looks like looks like a he's a tall blonde man Like 6'4, you know, he's handsome. I think he's handsome. I mean, I don't know for sure because I'm not good at that, but, uh, I mean, I think he's, it seems to me, he's got the chiseled jaw, you know, he looks like a, looks like he should be in commercials for like Mark's Work Warehouse. You know, it's like, he looks like a real dad, but like a good looking guitar playing dad. So, um, my wife is like, so was I ever in the park when he was when he was there? And I said, yeah, was, a couple of times I've nodded at him and you and uh, she goes, well, and then, then he's not good looking. I was like, well, how do you know? She was because I've I look at all the guys and I've only seen one good looking guy. I'm like, first of all, go fuck yourself. What do you mean you're looking at all the guys? And then I'm like, so who's the good looking guy you've seen? And she was like, oh, remember the guy he has the hot wife. And I'm like, oh, I remember that. I threw that in right away. Take that, tit for tat. I'm like, oh, I remember that hot wife. It was like Buddy, buddy was, he looked like an ex-football player. Like, he, They were a sporty couple. They were both in really good shape, you know? And uh, I'm like, that guy? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, you know, he wasn't really good looking. He looked like he was a, like a former NFL football player or a current NFL football player. He looked like he was on roids and shit. She was like, yeah, he had a great body. I'm like, okay, is he good looking Or did he have a great body? And she was like, he had a great body. And I'm I'm like, so that's what you find good looking these days? And she's like, yeah. I was like, not when we got married. Not 2010 in Manhattan. That wasn't your thing. Oh, people change. They say people don't change. Yes, they do. Now she, on our anniversary. Guys, you hear that bullshit? On our goddamn anniversary talking about and she knows that i'm the fattest i've ever been i i think it i think it was a it was trying to subliminally get me to go to the gym and i am going but i'm never gonna be like a fucking nfl player it's just not in the cards although i wanted to be I used to work out in high school and university and uh I was going to be a uh, the greatest bodybuilder of all time. Seriously, all this stuff is true. I thought all these types of things. See, I can't do anything unless it's like I when I my first thing I was going to play in the NHL when I was four years old. I would tell people I'm going to be in the NHL. Absolutely, no doubt about it. People used to find it funny, and then I got pretty good at hockey when I was like seven and eight years old. I was it was quite good, and people were saying things like, "You know what?" Maybe this kid's got a point. And then I got shitty. That happens. I just didn't grow very much. I was a small kid. You know, now I'm a little worried about our kid because he's doing that thing where he's not eating food. He used to be such a great eater. Now he's not eating any goddamn food. It's really annoying. You know, my wife. So she thinks it's because he's a picky eater. So she's saying we just don't we just don't give him an option, you know. You say, eat this, or you don't get anything. And then eventually they'll clue in. And I told them, that didn't work with me. My parents would do that. They would say, well, look, this is all we're having for dinner, so just eat it or don't. And I just didn't eat. And I did this forever. And I was a really small kid. What I would do is I would pick at my dinner enough so I could survive. And then I'd walk away. And they were like, well, there's nothing else. I'm like, okay, fine. And then they would break down. They had to. Eventually, you got to feed your starving child. You'll go to jail. So um, if Sam is like me, then all we're going to do is have a little tiny miniature child who excels at hockey when he's 7 and 8 years old, convinces himself he's going to be in the NHL, and then they can't compete when everybody hits puberty because he's too small. Guys. How, how long have i done here oh jesus thirty eight minutes thirty eight minutes on the and i never i didn't get totally to the photography stuff but i uh it was a good experience doing doing the photos right so i can and i'm i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to not go to hell with it but like, I like making the YouTube videos, as some of you guys know, and I, I often make them about stand-up comedy, because that's that's what I know. But nobody watches that shit. It's a small audience, you know, the amount of people who want to see the inner workings of stand-up comedy. It's it's not a large, especially on that forum, on the YouTube. YouTube is mostly about product reviews, you know, stupid shit for 13-year-old boys, you know, pranks. And and crap like that, um, you know, unboxing shit, tutorials, and camera stuff like camera gear and taking photos. That that translates really well to YouTube, and I like the audience that the that the photography people get, and um, it's a mature group. You know, it's and and photography it encourages you to travel, go out and do things. Yeah, it's it's a great hobby slash new profession of mine where I'll become the best of all time, and so I've decided to maybe start. But the the problem with photography is it's it's a little bit um, contradictory to my other job, which is stand up, because stand up is in the nighttime, and photography you got to get up early. The best light is often at daybreak. You know, the golden hour, they say, is the, the hour um, after sunrise and the hour before sunset, something like that. Those are the two golden hours. So you have to get up crazy early, but stand-up, you go. Like, I was out at uh, a stand-up club at um, 1 a.m. last night, and then I had to get up at 7 a.m. with my child. But if I really wanted to get some good photos before he got up, I'd have to get up at 5. So you go to bed at 1, get up at 5? How are you going to do that, Mark? I don't know, but I'm gonna. And here, here's what else. You don't make any money doing photography. Just like stand-up. I have picked the two worst things to be interested in if you want to make a living. But why do I care? Guys, I'm an artist. Artists aren't in it for the fucking money. We're in it because we're obsessed with ourselves. That's it, man. I just like making shit about me. Eight years. Eight years married. Well, I tell you what, it, it doesn't feel like it's been eight years. I think that's a good sign. I think it is. I mean, sure, she's in love with NFL players who she meets at the park. Granted, it's a bad sign. But the fact that it's it seems like it was just yesterday when we were in Central Park. It's amazing, though. We have almost a two-year-old baby. I'll say this. It's a good idea, I think, uh, to to get your camera, take a bunch of photos of your kid. But definitely print them out. You know, do it every couple of months, maybe. Print out some photos or make a little photo book, you know, if you want to get on the old Internet there and get one shipped to you. And get a uh, just... Because when it piles up the way it did, it's just it's so much work. And then you can't put the effort into the individual photos that you'd like to because you're too busy trying to do a glut of 200 as opposed to, you know, a few other ones. Anyway, I'll end the podcast by talking about uh, Evelyn, the old uh, bat across the hallway, 94 years old. And I say all bad affectionately because we love her, we uh, we don't want her to leave, and uh, she's gonna. But she's going. She's going to a, more of an old age home where they have nurses and shit because she's got the dementia right now, and she's forgetting some stuff. And um, but she's you know she's a friend of ours, and she doesn't like the idea of leaving, and she says her kids are pushing into it. So what did we do? We told her about like those uh, Phillips. You know, I've fallen and I can't get up bracelets like the necklace around. Apparently they have GPS now so they can track old people if they wander off into the woods. Shit like that, you know? And, uh, you know, it has a little two-way speaker in her house that is available at all times so she could just be like, hey, send an ambulance and they'll show right up. You know, she's got the button with her at all times. You can get nurses to drop by a couple times a week if you want. The government will often pay for that here in Canada. And, uh, We told her all this shit, and her eyes lit up. She's like, oh, I got some ammunition against my fucking kids now, baby. And um, then it's at that point we realized we are meddling. We are interfering in a very bad way. I'm sure it's a very painful decision that her kids had to make, and I'm sure it's been difficult enough to try to get her to go along with it. And uh, she's fighting them tooth and nail. And now these fucking nosy next door neighbors are jumping in, you know, giving her shit that she can throw at them going, see, I'll just get this bracelet. I'm going to stay. Oh, and then I like I'm talking to her and she's a bit forgetful when I'm talking to her. I'm like, oh, we've just made it worse. But it's just what do you do with that? Right. Like old people like she's 94, like she said, haven't I earned the right to stay here? And I'm like, You yeah, goddamn right. You have. Ninety-four years old, you've been the head of your family for how long? You know, just living on her own, running around, going to choir practice at 94? Vegetarian. Jesus, good reason to be a vegetarian. You'll be 94, your first signs of dementia, when you're almost 100. Anyway. But I was thinking, we got some nice pictures of Evelyn in the photo book. And so my wife... She's, you know, she's good with you know, plans and direction and shit. And she's like, well, if you love the photos and the photography, you know, I always feel like like this Evelyn thing has really affected my wife. She's like, maybe we should do something to kind of, I don't know, help the old people. She's like, maybe you could get like a bunch of photos. Cause I've taken some photos of a couple of old people. And I um, there's this Internet show I watch where they review people's photos. So I sent in the photos of the old people one day on one of the shows they had. And they, both of my photos were reviewed very well because I'm going to be the best of all time at photography. But they, 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 the, the the critiquers, they were like, these are great photos. And they told me why. And, um, and that was nice. You know, it was this very popular, it was a very popular photo show. So my wife is saying, if you've got an eye for capturing old people's old, wrinkly, pruney fucking faces... That maybe you could take a series of photos. We could have like an exhibit, and then do like a like a fundraiser. You know, try to try to have a fundraiser for Alzheimer's or dementia, or or even just facilities that help seniors make facilities better. Because there's been a, there's a movement right now around Ontario, especially to try to make the uh, old age homes better more comfortable, more homey, have some life and some joy and some pleasure. They're often run a lot like prisons, people say. just You know, you you, you wake up at a certain time, you eat at a certain time, there's there's no real fun or interaction, on, and the fun is scheduled, 6.30 to 8.30 on Tuesdays, shit like that. You know, so the old people, they say things like, it feels like we're in prison. And so there are people out there trying to change it. They're trying to make it, you know, uh, a much nicer environment. And there's this one guy who is I forget his name, but uh in the Peel old age hospital, I think it's called P E E L here somewhere in close to Toronto. The Peel region? I don't know. Anyway, the guy is has revamped this old age home and it's apparently working wonders. These people who seemingly were were uh their dementia was so severe that they were basically catatonic. They've all started living life. They feel great. They don't remember everything, you know, but things have really changed. So they're going to try to make these changes in as many old age places as they can. And so my wife is like, hey, why don't you, you know, try to help in this way? Go take some pictures, some old farts, you know, give some money to these old farts. What do you think? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. And I immediately start sweating. I'm like, oh, the pressure. Now I've got to become amazing. But, I don't know, that's kind of a good idea, right? I'm still going to do stand-up. Which reminds me, I better go upstairs, write something. I spent a lot of time with photos and gimbals and uh, sending my pictures into YouTube shows. But I also, last night after being at the club, like, you really got to focus. You really got to focus on uh, doing the thing that uh, that's your bread and butter. And I get distracted a bit. But uh but I love it. I love stand up and uh yeah, it makes me makes me sweat, makes me uncomfortable, but that keeps you sharp. I watched a thing on productivity where the guy says, "You have to have something that kind of stresses you out a little bit. You have to have something that keeps you sharp. Something where you know you got to you got to bring your A game because otherwise you get complacent. You know? You start laying around your apartment getting fat because you're taking care of your child from from seven to five and you're too tired to do anything else and you're taking a few photographs on the side, but you're really wasting away, disappearing from the comedy community, having your wife off, thinking about affairs with in-shape guys at the fucking park. Happy anniversary to me. Guys, that's it for the podcast. I actually had a great anniversary. I don't want to end on a sour note. It was lovely. I'm hoping my wife had a nice anniversary and, and birthday as well. And uh, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again on Thursday for the Thursday 30-Minute Podcast. This is Mark Bennett. I said shut up. Good night.